Hello and welcome to this week's Comics Pals Reviews. Today, the review crew consists of myself, of course, joined by Pete. Yo. Marco. Hello. And no longer a guest, that's why he's last, Tyler. Hey, I lost, I lost not my special, special anymore. Yeah, I'm not special no, anymore. I told you, it was oh. one week only. One week. <laughs> Sounds now exactly you're just... what my dad told me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Sean, and we are here to bring you guys four of the hottest reviews. Four, the big four. Uh, we've got three DC and just one Marvel this week. We're going to be talking about Static, number two. Uh, we've got Infinite Frontier, number three. We've got Strange Adventures, number 11, coming to, coming to a close uh, next time. And the finale of Beta Ray Bill with number five. It is. It hurts. It hurts so bad. Yep. Yep. Uh, but it was so good. Oh, yeah. Spoiler That's, alert. That yeah. book's great. Every I like time. How, I like how we start off the show now. It's just going to be anxiety for me each, each start of, of every review uh, show that we do. It's like, oh, how is Sean going to hold these comics this time? Oh, man. Yeah, no. Listen, if you want to hold up the digital version, that's cool, too. I mean, it doesn't look as good, but it does. I mean, for the camera, no, it doesn't. It's just a glare. <laughs> I tried showing you guys pictures on my phone before we started recording, and you just see Marco's face in the reflection. Like, no offense, Marco. <laughs> I don't think people need to see two of you on this on this recording. So, no, but it's frankly better than what you were showing us. Uh, that is true. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna start with static number two. Uh, but before we get into that, I do want to let you guys know where you can find us all over the internet. Of course, we are the Comic Spouse. Make sure you leave us a follow, rating, or, and a review wherever it is that you're listening to us. If that happens to be YouTube, subscribe to the channel for free, like the video, share it with your friends, and hit the notification bell so that you can be made aware of when we drop new content. All of that is free to do, and it helps us out a lot more than it costs you. Listen to our main show, The Comics Pals, which drops every single Monday. This past week, we actually had on Sal from Comic Pop. So if you're a fan of that show, listen to that because uh, we had a really good conversation. Uh, I had a blast, and uh, I think you guys will enjoy it. Uh, on that show, though, we do interviews with other guests as well, comic creators, etc. And we talk about the news of the week. And if you want reviews of Image Comics, those drop every single Wednesday. So tune on over to that and you will get those reviews. With that out of the way, let's talk about static number two. Uh, this was a scorcher. <laughs> a real barn burner, as they say, of an issue. Phil? You're starting to get some real static with me there, Sean. Like, uh... we got, do, or Would you say we have heat? <laughs> Uh, Jesus. This, <laughs> we can do it all day. Uh, this is, of course, written by Vita Ayala with layouts, as they're calling them, uh, by Criss Cross with finishes and colors by Nicholas Draper Ivy. Uh, very interesting how the credits are. There were colors? <laughs> no, no. <colors>. Okay. <laughs> um, and then, of course, the letters by Anne World Design. So I, I think all of us were hot on the first issue of this. Uh, Tyler, you weren't here for that, but we all said that we loved Vita's script, that the scripting was great, and uh, felt like Nicholas Draper Ivy was a breakout star uh, through that first issue. Absolutely. So what did you think of the first one, and how did you feel about this follow-up, Tyler? Me? Um, I'll, I'll be honest. Didn't much care for it. Um, this... Uh like the, the script is fine like i enjoy the script it it, it seems um it, it doesn't fall into that hole that i feel like a lot of the uh the quote-unquote young superhero books uh that are currently written either at dc or marvel where they feel like just teens written by older white dudes like this feels more you know modern and you know actually realistic so the script is fine i have no issue with the script i just don't care much for the crisscross art it seems um it's not crisscrosses art it's it's layouts. It's layouts. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You, you yeah. don't like the layouts. Yeah. It, it just seems like an unfinished product. Uh, and it's not really like the, the two sides that are contributing on the art aren't really completing a full package for me. Hmm. Um, and and I think with with the colors for I mean, especially in this issue, there's a lot of uh, the colors add a real 
mood to the to the book, especially I think in, in the post um, house burning scenes when they're like in the in the not real wreckage of the house, but they're in the house that's been burned down and everything's in deep purples and oranges. Like it's good, but it's literally like I feel like just one color. Like it, it's it's super. It's almost too flat for me, and I can still see and I can still see the pencils in the background. Like I don't know. It just seems incomplete in a way. Um. Yeah, I, I wasn't a big fan of, of the art, to be honest. Honestly, like if if we weren't reading Static Two, like after reading Static One, I probably wouldn't have picked up Number Two, to be honest. Wow. I also don't have much of a um, history with static either so i don't i don't know where you guys land on that like i like static yeah i watched the cartoon but like outside of that i've never really read a static book before so i i feel like i i might have mentioned maybe in the show this past week that this issue needed to do kind of a lot to bring me in and i uh, kind of similar to tyler i don't think it it did um the art i didn't have as much issue with um, although uh, the one thing was like the, the backgrounds, a lot of just what was going on in the back just felt flat and empty. We were just kind of all these characters were sort of experiencing these moments sort of in like a void. And that I didn't particularly uh, enjoy in the art front. Um, I did like the the layouts. I like that sort of pencil and then you fill it in kind of look. Um, it's prominently, you know, digital and, and that's a that's a style that I think I enjoy. Um, but Ayala's script, I think, was a bit verbose at times. Um, there were a few pages where there was just a lot of balloons plus captions. And um, I'm not, like, immediately interested in uh, in the, the narrative here. Um, I feel for Virgil, I think, but um, I'm not connecting with his internal struggle right now I, I don't feel like it's being communicated too well um but i'm i think i'm still on board especially with how the cliffhanger sort of leaves us i want to see what ends up happening um but i think i still need the work to be done to to connect on sort of an emotional level where do you stand pete i um <clears throat> i definitely wouldn't say I felt as high on this issue as I did on the first issue. I think um, one of the things I really praised the the first issue for was was its pacing, and I think I definitely um, I I see what Marco's saying in terms of the script being a little bit like uh, chunkier. Like there's a lot of of dialogue here. There's like a lot of exposition. It's it's laying a lot of groundwork. Um, but I think because I liked the first issue so much, and because I'm I'm. I do have, like, I, I loved the cartoon as a kid, and I really love Static. He's a character, like, I want to see get over. So, like, I'm carrying that energy into the book, you know, for sure. But I think because, like, I was riding so high off that first one, like, I'm more than happy for this issue to slow things down and, you know, start kind of laying foundational work for the rest of the series, right? Like, getting an understanding of, like, you know, the dynamic of the family a little bit more and, you know, getting getting a sense for you know who Virgil's fr uh, other friends are and you know like what his history with them are like those are all things that I have faith are going to um pay off later if I allow myself to invest in them now you know so I think because <clears throat> the first issue was so quick I, I don't mind us like taking the time to do a little bit of background like work here and now um and on the art front it's funny. Uh, all of the things that that you two laid out as criticisms were things that really worked for me. Um, I like that the backgrounds are like a little bit more muted because I feel like it makes the characters like stand out so much more. You know, it, it feel like they pop a lot, um, and I feel like it's accentuating that kind of like anime influence style that that it is kind of um, you know peppering in here throughout. So. Yeah, I mean, like, there are a lot of, like, bold colors or very simple, like, flat backgrounds. But I think for me, um, that's a style that makes this book feel fresh and makes it look different than some of the other books that I'm pulling right now. Um, and I'm, I'm appreciating it for that. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm, really, I'm really enjoying this book and this story. Um, I'm glad. 
I, I mean, I was always going to enjoy it from an art perspective because Nicholas Draper Ivy is a beast. And um, I just really like how he's been approaching this from a visual perspective. And actually, um, he's been really kind of critical of the whole process of working with Crisscross and the way that he's being credited and the struggle that he has had to express himself visually through this book. Um, if you follow on, uh, on Instagram, you'll see a lot of that frustration coming out over there. Um, and I think you can see that, especially if you look at, um, at Nicholas's Instagram page and the kind of stuff that he works on for himself the kind of stuff he's done in the past versus these layouts, these are pedestrian in comparison. Um, which, to be fair, I think, you know, when you have a script that has this many words in it, you do have to kind of be a little more, um, you know, you have to conform a little more sure. with the way that the, the pages are laid out and stuff like that. But I don't think that the book suffers tremendously. Like, I'll point out a page that I don't think is particularly good. Right. Like it's this page right here. I'm holding it up on YouTube. And the reason I say that is because there's just too much happening, like word wise. Right. Yeah. Um, and it's strangling the artwork. There's no doubt about it. But I feel like pages like that are few and far between. And I think that this issue had a lot of legwork to do, like Marco said, to um, kind of move things forward. And I do think it does that. Yeah. Like, you know, you look on the other side of this issue, right? And, like, I think it leaves us on another, like, interesting cliffhanger, right? Of, like, how is that going to play out? What is that going to mean? You know, um, <laughs> the way that, like, Virgil's carrying on, he's not going to have a secret identity for very long. <laughs> um, and, you know, I, I think we're going to see him get his costume next time. You know, like, we, we got the tease of that at the end of this this issue. Um and I don't know, like there's that kind of storyline going on in the background with this old friend, Daryl, and that was his name, right? D. Yeah. Um, Darius. 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 Um, and you know, Darius and him had that kind of conflict, and then you see that there is more to him than you know than maybe Virgil was giving him credit for in that moment, and you know, or maybe not. I don't know, but like th there's there's stuff going on, you know, and like I already see myself. Um, finding things to connect with and hold on to, you know. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I like the, I like the problem that Static is having, right? Like, so his powers have now been revealed to his family, and, um, they've directly caused some serious problems in the sense that they almost lost their home, which I kind of felt like that was a cop out way to deal with the yeah. problem of the of the cliffhanger last week or last issue um i think that you know to show us the house burning but then it's like oh it's fine it's just it's just cosmetic yeah mm, i don't know about that one i didn't love yeah it's that. fine and then we see the inside of the house and everything is scorched and broken <laughs> i'm like it's like this is like it's only a flesh wound for houses <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I didn't I didn't love that, but you know, Static is going through a lot and he's got his family questioning him. This is causing, you know, problems with the, with their with his parents. Um I enjoy the the family drama aspect of the book as well. Yeah, and like when you think about a lot of teenage superhero books, like you know, usually the parents not knowing or finding out is like that's either like a core thing or it happens later right and to like kind of get that out in the open and have this book be more about the family dynamic and like how what he's doing is going to affect his parents and like their relationship and you know um especially when we had that scene in the first uh issue where we see that they used to be like a very very tight-knit family and mm -hmm. that like this kind of conflict isn't normal um that's obviously going to put a lot of weight on his shoulders right Yeah, um, I'm still really enjoying this series. Me I too. think that this issue uh, 
gave us more of a feel for what this book is going to be like. And uh, I'm definitely happy to continue to read this uh, all the way through to the end. It wasn't without its warts, but I, I do think this is a series with a lot of potential and promise. Yeah. Is this series making you excited for the rest of the uh the um oh, what's the what's the, the verse icon, called milestone milestone yeah milestone icon, um books i know icon came icon's the other yeah. <laughs> yeah. i picked up icon today i'm excited to read it because i love the fact that this kind of like started a, a whole universe mm-hmm. um i'm i'm actually mad that i wasn't able to pick up the milestone returns book because i would love to see what happened there oh cat sighting yeah uh, <laughs> for you youtube watchers here we go buddy uh, what's your cat's name, by the way? Uh, this is Lieutenant Commander Jordy LaForge. Okay. <laughs> Full name? That's that's, yeah, that's his whole thing. Yep. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, well, happy to have Mr. LaForge on board with us. You see how he just like jumps over and just yeah. totally just knows where the camera is. He's like, Smart here, boy. I'm ready to be a baby. Yeah. <laughs> but I I I am excited for the rest of the universe. It's cool that it all kind of spun out of this one big event. And this feels like something that's happening. Um, yeah. I love it. I think that's awesome. Yeah. The fact that this issue like kind of teased some of those other books and was like, Oh, like, you know what was going on with icon. I'm like, Oh, I, I don't know what's going on, but I want yeah, to good, good name drop. Yeah. yeah I was, I was like, like oh, all right. Okay, yeah. yeah. You know what? You got me. You son of a bitch. <laughs> um, by the way, just kind of anecdotally, uh, I saw like a lot of black people at Midtown today who were picking up static. Hell yeah. Nice. And cool. that was awesome. No, that's so. really, do you have any um do you have any history with the actual comic? No, like, I don't. Okay. Yeah, for me, I, I it's it's a blind spot for me. Yeah. For for I think many people, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, think static's popularity is really from the show. Yeah. And so many of us grew up having watched it like i don't think i know anyone who never saw static shock i wonder i wonder if that's where my some of my hesitation comes from this book too it's like i'm so used to the cartoon where it's it's more lighthearted and and funny and quippy it's essentially spider-man you know um and this book this has such spider-man energy though uh even the captions and stuff i'm not i'm not really getting that i mean it's just i mean it is it's it's a serious book i feel i think it's it's taking yourself too seriously i don't think it's it's that far gone yet but like, um, hey, you're right. Spider Man's never serious. It's not like his origin story is his uncle getting murdered. Dude, are you, are you reading the current stuff? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I do. You know, you said you said taking itself too seriously. I feel like there's a smidge of that, just a little bit of that. Yeah, yeah, just just a little bit. Not not too much to like make me mad or sure. you know turn me away, but just a smidge. Okay. I think it could be a little tiny bit more fun. Although there's a lot of bad stuff going on, but yeah. the book doesn't have that character to take the heat off. But also, uh, like the the yeah. teen coming of age superhero comic. At what point, like you gotta like, there's probably a fine line you have to walk before it's like, oh, this is just Spider Man, you know? Yeah, sure. So, yeah. I feel like that is something in the show that like it's very benefited by um by the Richie character. Like he's mm-hmm. like yeah. a really good like comic relief sidekick, and I, I'm I feel like um I feel like this book could benefit from some more of that, you know, like maybe some yeah. more of him bouncing off his friends and stuff. It's like a Genki sort of thing going on. Yeah. 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 He needs, he needs okay. his funny guy in the chair or something, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. I can see that. Let's, uh, let's, let's shift gears and talk about infinite frontier. Number three. Uh, this book was worked on by, um, well, a lot of people. <laughs> um, so we've got uh, Joshua Williamson, of course, uh, who wrote it? Uh, I want to say it's Paul Pelletier. I believe yes. that's right. Yeah. Okay. Did uh, Jeff Parker's Aquaman run? Yes. Yes. Ooh, that's a good, yeah. good one. It's, that's good, good stuff, dude. That's yeah. really good stuff. I actually forgot about that one. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm not going to go back. That's why we brought you up, Tyler, <laughs> to the big leagues. <laughs> uh, uh, Jesus Moreno, uh, Tom Derenick. Zermanico, they all did the uh, pencils. Uh, we had Norm Rappend, Raul Fernandez, Tom Dernick again, and Zermanico on inks. Uh, Romulo Fajardo Jr. as the sole colorist and Tom Napolitano as the sole letterer. Uh, are you guys still feeling this? Uh, this one, 
I was really losing steam on. Yep. I was like, this is really, yeah, okay. I got, I found myself really bored by this. Um, and I didn't, I didn't think it like sucked. Like it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, uh, a, a bad comic per se, but like I found myself really struggling to care about what was happening at this point. You know, um, there's a lot of threads and yeah, yeah like, true. I just feel like we're spending so little time with each of them that I'm just like, yeah, okay, right. Like, Green Lantern and his son are looking for his daughter, and then there's this other stuff going on, and what's now President Superman's? Okay, whatever. I don't know. Whatever. Like, it's not that it was hard to follow. It's just I don't, I don't feel like I'm terribly invested in any of these stories. Yeah, um, I, I'm, I'm a little bit, I guess, in between. Tyler and, and Pete, I I think I'm still having fun. Um, but this is the part where they're getting into more of they're just introducing a lot of characters and or continuing to build on like whatever the the loose threads that have been sort of laid out, and we're not seeing like progressions too much. Like the the whole Roy Harper. Um, and the Black Lantern thing, okay, that's sort of going somewhere, but the the path isn't too clear. We're still having Green Lantern um, and Obsidian searching, but like, why outside of we just want to know where she is? Uh, there needs to be like a little bit more meat, I think, on the bones for these individual threads. I think they're still working for me, um, but if next issue doesn't pay off, which I think it might just based off of how it sort of ends, um, I yeah, I might not be as interested in picking this book up anymore. So, so for me, I'm I'm notoriously a big Marvel Marvel guy. I have a Daredevil tattoo, like I'm I'm a big Marvel Mark. But if there's one thing I will eat the shit out of, it's uh, that well, was a poor turn of phrase. Um, <laughs> it's, it's like DC event books, like crises. Yes, I yes. love that stuff. Um, it's just like this flavor of comic book that like nothing can really mimic or imitate and, and like this this is this feels right to me like i love that there's so many different characters and i'm like oh it's magog oh it's that batman with the dome over his head um that was in multiversity machine head like i love that stuff this this really feels like um like the stuff in dc that i like like 52 or brightest day um it's not a weekly book but it kind of has that feel to it that i'm really enjoying um and the fact that it's bringing in, you know, the Black Lanterns again, it's bringing in Psycho Pirate. Um, is it, though? Like, that's why I think I'm frustrated is, like, it. it's bringing in Psycho Pirate. It showed us him two issues ago, and he hasn't done shit. And, like, I feel that way about kind of every, like, the, Maybe, whole, yeah. like the whole Earth-22 thread of this issue is, it, it's like, it is like the definition of this could have been an email. Like, no, they go like, there... That- and like talk shit and then touch a spaceship and leave. Well, that's the thing about like like Brightest Day, which I loved, or Fifty Two. Like you wouldn't pick up a thread again for like four issues. Like yeah, like, maybe fair I'm enough. Just, maybe I'm just more conditioned to that. And like I'm like, oh, I like how it's taking forever. I, like I don't know. It's just like this certain flavor that I think Williamson is really hitting that I enjoy. It's just like my 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 cup of tea. Um, I do think the the multiple artists again is maybe. Um, hearkening back too closely to those books um, with all the artists. Um, but the fact that uh, there is at least one colorist helps it. If there were multiple colorists and everything like that, I think that would be a detriment, but at least there is this interweaving thread with the art that can, that doesn't take me out of the, out of the book at least. Yeah. The, the artists I don't think are too, uh, they're not terribly dissimilar from each other. Um, yeah. And I yeah. think like, if yeah, if they each had like were being colored by different people, yeah. I think the the difference would be immediately noticeable from like page I, to page. I don't think a DC house style exists. I don't think a house style really exists in comics anymore. But like this is probably as close to it as as you can get. Mm. So you, you don't think the X Men line has a house style? Nah, maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm also reading like Wolverine and stuff too, and then that's a little little different in like X Force yeah, too. But fair, yeah. fair enough. The, the outliers um, are a little different. I agree with every single thing you said Tyler the problem is that I don't give a shit about (laughs) most of these storylines like I like in principle the type of story that this is this is what I read comics for Mm -hmm. Um, 
but I just can't find myself caring about what Alan Scott and Obsidian are dealing with. Is it like, the story or the characters that you can't latch on to? It's the story. Like if, okay. if what they were dealing with was, was just really compelling, I'd be down, but they're looking for, you know, um, their, their, his daughter and then obviously Obsidian's sister. And that's fine, but I don't care. <laughs> like I, I don't I don't know I just don't I don't really care and uh, like the stuff I was interested in right was like okay there was a crazy explosion last issue okay now Chase is back what the hell happened um, you know like I want to see that it's this um, da shenanigans for you though it is it yeah. totally is I feel like with a book like this like I just I've I've tricked my brain to be like all right stop caring does that make sense like. <laughs> Like, I got to turn my brain off a little bit, especially when you get into all these different worlds and stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, there's a Superman rabbit. So, yes. I, you know, um, <laughs> Captain Carrot's that. literally the best DC character. So I don't give, I don't deny. I don't deny that. Give me give me more Captain Carrot and less Roy Harper. Black. Bl- excuse okay. Me, Black what Arrow. if what if he can materialize a dead cat with his ring? And started using that as a weapon again. I'm not no? trying to see that. No, okay, all right. Maybe, maybe I shouldn't no. uh, talk about Roy Harper's dark moments. I don't like <laughs> Roy Harper, but dude, he's a damaged character, and I don't think he's ever been written that well in a long, long time. Um, and that's he's like a lovable idiot, and I and that's why I care about him. Fair enough. Uh, Flash was here for like 2.5 seconds. Just um, run. That whole thing is cool visually, like that yeah. the idea of him like running in a golden age book, but he's like on a wheel and he's like that's a neat thing. That's a cool idea, but I think it's sick. I, I just I I'm similarly frustrated by it though because it's like yeah that's really cool and what is that like what's happening like I would love to know but I'm too busy watching Roy Harper get the kidnapped or whatever I don't know like. <laughs> I just, when, I just feel like it needs to go somewhere. Like I, I was very interested in this book at the start, and this feels like a real like treading water type issue. Like every one of the plots we pulled on was just like, what if we just nudge things a centimeter forward in every one of these storylines? And I just, I just want a little bit more. Uh, one thing to note too is we're halfway through this story, right? Yes. And yeah. like that's fucking ridiculous. Because nothing happens in this issue. <laughs> so, I, and I think that's a little bit um, misleading just because this is leading into another story. Like, this is leading into yeah. an event. Um, and Joshua Williamson has this entire, like, strategy. He's the guy right yeah. now. Um, so, these threads will probably not resolve here. They will probably yeah. carry over into the event. And these are the things that we kind of sort of need to know now for the event later. So I think that's a part of why they're doing it that way. I just feel like if you cut out one or two of these stories and focused and gave gave each other one another page or so, that would let it breathe more. And I think that's what it is. Yeah. I, I do have to say, I am excited to see what Joshua Williamson has in store for whatever his like event is like i'm a i'm a big williamson fan ever since like ghosted at image comics like i've enjoyed his work um and like i would be so happy if i never see another goddamn death metal again like like i just want to see what somebody else can do with you know the larger dc universe so uh, i think williamson is a good choice for that especially based on you know his his previous run on flash and stuff like that so He's clearly next at bat, and I think he's got the chops. I yep. think that he enjoys in DC what DC fans enjoy in mm-hmm. DC, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. Yep. And that's the kind of person that I always want driving the ship at either big two. Um, so I'm excited for that. I don't think that this is a stumble or anything like that. Like, no. Anyone who's listening to this who isn't so familiar with his work. He is very talented. I point to the Flash series that he did, which I thought was amazing. Um, that was your so favorite yeah. book for a while, right? When it was coming That was out? my favorite book until it stopped. It was tremendous. I praise. Um, yeah. When, so, um, 
Yeah. One of the last things I just wanted to mention, going back to that flash page, um, I, I really think it's a lost opportunity that each of the individual Earths don't have a sort of artistic style like this, where you can segment each individual like, oh, Earth 22 looks like X era and Earth uh, Zero looks like whatever modern comics. And it, it feels like there there was a lot to be that could have been done. Um, mm-hmm. Once I saw that page, I'm like, oh, damn, like this looks cool. Oh wait, why doesn't why doesn't this bleed out into the rest of the world? Knowing that we have this uh, multiverse now, or this hyperverse now, I I think I didn't even think about that. I think that would be super cool if they did that. I feel like it would be like, I think if the book was that artistically ambitious, I wouldn't even I would care less about the fact that there was less going on too, because you'd just be like, wow, what a visual showcase this is. You yeah, are you saying like each world is his own? style kind of art style yeah like oh like space jam 2 or something because <laughs> like you know like imagine if you go to earth 22 and like we have this boring ass conversation with magog but it looks like you know it's painted yeah. and it looks like that world like yeah Wait, it looks like would... alex ross like, yeah, yeah like yeah. i mean obviously style. that would be fucking really hard i don't know but... if this book has that budget i'm sorry <laughs> but... no no and by the way if you maybe the event feel, will but if you could feel the paper stock on this book, like I don't DC. They, I'm hearing you feel it, Sean. <laughs> dude, it's it's rough. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, it's it's bad. Like, unfortunately, DC decided that some of their books are just gonna feel like shit. And this is a five dollars. This is one book. of them, really. Yeah. See, Compare Joker that, would never feel this way. Joker, <laughs> with, Joker could never. No, Joker could never. never. And neither can Stranger Thing, Stranger Adventures. I'm sorry. Uh, Stranger Adventures feels amazing as well. Like, I- Infinite Frontier just feels bad. To touch, damn. Um, the ads don't. Oh wait, so the ads are different paper. Uh, that was actually a joke, but let's uh, okay. Right. No, I was. I was. It's been a while since I've felt the touch of a comic. I was book, gonna say, so. it's like, is it time for a word from our sponsors? Like, what? <laughs> uh, Blue Chew um, is our sponsor. One day, one day. Uh, everyone knows comic fans can't get it up. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> oh my god, that would be so fucking hey. funny. If you're watching the YouTube, this drink is uh, I, I could use some of the, that afterwards. So. <laughs> you have By one glass way, of wine, it gets sleepy. <laughs> hey, this is a this is two old fashions in one glass. Okay, so um, last time we reviewed this book, I called out these what I feel are pretty shit um, ads for future DC comics or stories that are ongoing, and someone in our Discord called out, "Well, aren't they just ads?" And yes, they're absolutely Turns out they were. ads. They are. But I'm so sick and tired of seeing this page in every DC comic <laughs> I open. I don't want to see Dr. Bones. Dude, it looks like one Bones. of those. He looks like one of those biker t-shirts that has like the really specific kind of like text on it. Like you wouldn't mess with a uh, five-year veteran of uh, motorcycle gangs that also does trucking on the side at an IHOP or a Denny's. <laughs> <laughs> like I, like these these questions. Why have the blue and gold dynamic duo reunited? I don't, I don't know. know. Let's read blue and gold. Like <laughs> who types that way? <laughs> Skeleton who, fingers. Who is the hard. world's greatest fighter? <laughs> How, I don't know. How are we gonna figure it out? Mortal Kombat? Like what the yes! what type of question is that? Injustice. <laughs> oh man. All right. Wait, is the injustice world part of this? Like I'm wanting to see if we go there. That like cool. as, actually that would be pretty cool that should be a, a one of the earths i yeah. agree maybe not uh let's talk about strange adventures number 11 this is uh the penultimate issue and shit has really hit the fan uh oh yeah it's <laughs> it's bad now uh, should i throw this, this old-fashioned at one of you guys i mean <laughs> uh yeah oh, i'm, I'm ready i can use a drink <laughs> <laughs> it's got a coffee liqueur it's pretty good oh um, this is by Tom King with Mitch Jarrett and Evan Shaner on art, which is pretty cool. They are an amazing team. Um, how they didn't win, they didn't win any awards. And I was shocked by that, but um, were they nominated for it. Yeah, they were yeah, for a couple. Uh, Clayton Cowles doing letters. Great creative team. Uh, great issue. I think I thought so too. Yeah. Very strong. Uh, Tyler like, notably quiet on that. Um, how do I say this? I love Tom King work. No, I really like this. I like this a lot. 
Yeah, I'm a big fan of this. I've I I, I have notoriously defended Tom King maybe a little little too much, uh, even throughout the entirety of his Batman run and everything he's done since Omega Men. Um, Fair so. enough. Yeah, I, I really enjoy it. Yeah. Sorry, I just got a text that distracted me. But yeah, that's that's. I don't know. I, I feel like he gets a bad rap. Like he's definitely had some misses, but I feel like you know, my man still ha- he's he still knows how to hit it. When I, I I enjoy his his uh his non conventional approach to comic books, especially superhero comic books, yeah. uh, no matter if they're hit or miss. Like they're always not what you really expected. So where, where do you where do you stand on Heroes in Crisis? Mm. <laughs> as a Tom King fan, let's not oh let's not. God. We need to talk about Strange Adventures. Oh Tyler is going to be on the main show this week. We can debate it. <laughs> it's, is that what the the that's the, show the main topic? Be? <laughs> and and it's just Tyler. Is it been a year already? I'm going to mute everybody like else, and just you can give your retrospective. <laughs> I don't know if I want to do that. That's there's certain things I can't. Uh, I can't. They come up with excuses for so <laughs> well thankfully you don't need excuses for this one uh this was a really good issue it gives us exactly what the finale of the last one promised which is a straight up showdown between alana and um between uh, adam strange and olivia munn yeah yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> um and it was rough like you know throughout most of the series we all thought that she was going to she was the big bad mm-hmm. um and then it got flipped on us and we you know we, we we picked up on it i think it was issue seven that was the really good one with the snow where she where mr terrific kind of realizes like oh she doesn't know anything about yeah. this yep um and here we are four issues later and like she's throwing she's throwing glasses of wine or of alcohol across the room trying to catch my man slapping him with her bloody fucking hand multiple yeah. times <laughs> like- if you follow uh, mitch jared's on on twitter um you know he's a big uh uh whiskey guy so like seeing him being able to draw that i was like oh there you go bud. That's, that's, a good <laughs> that's for you buddy you get to draw what you love so that's nice yeah um this was just straight up like a domestic dispute yep. <laughs> yeah i mean but, the whole comic. but it yeah. was it was like uh a, a, the it was climax a good it was a good domestic dispute and yeah that, like the climax like everything finally boils over to the point where like, you ever been at um you've been at a friend's house and then like their parents or like they get into an argument with like their mom and you're just kind of sitting there and you're like oh fuck what is that like, I'm just, like we're just trying to play smash like i you know i don't need this right now this is what it felt like you're you're sitting there and fuck you mom <laughs> yeah. close the door go at it. <laughs> that's a great analogy um it's a peek I, into I, marco's uh, uh childhood there so i feel you though because we it does feel like we're we're getting a peek into a very very personal situation yeah that is unfolding between these two characters who we've been living with for you know 11 issues but in real time and this is why i feel like comics need to be read this way this it's this has been for us years in the making like yeah this book started coming out like over a year ago and we're sitting with these characters and it's like damn this is all falling apart mm-hmm. it, it seems like something we shouldn't be seeing you yeah. know what i mean yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely um, has this book had delays it's not only has it had delays but i think it's by bi-monthly right i think it's regularly bi-monthly and then every okay. yeah so every time it misses a date you're like oh shit like it's been three months between issues <laughs> like, okay. yeah yeah um I, I i really loved it and then like the creepiest thing ever but also something that i love dearly is these like snow owl creatures those dudes are so fucking gangster like awesome. they're so scary. <laughs> they have like bug arms and stuff. Yeah, it's like what if you take the scariest part of owls, which is just like when they like look like all tall and scary like that, and then gave them terrifying bug arms too. It's like, oh my god. I don't know if I've ever said this on the show or to anyone here before, but uh, the owl is my favorite animal. And really? Yes. And big Harry Potter guy. Uh, yeah, I love Harry Potter, actually. Okay, yeah. and I think that's probably where it came from. Okay. Um, but I love that owls can be depicted as truly creepy, like, yeah. and they are sometimes mm-hmm. in yeah. real life. I saw a, a tweet the other day that showed these owls that look like aliens, alien owl babies, 
And I feel like when they grow up, they turn into these. Like these are really scary. Yeah, Sean, Sean, I can confirm. Owls don't turn into that. Uh, you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> oh, okay. Thank you. Yeah, 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 you're safe there. The first time that they showed them, where they were just like looming over them, it immediately made me think of um, fucking Wan Shi Tong from Avatar, like that just giant scary ass demon owl, like. And then that scene where this motherfucker, they just showed the shadow of him eating the pickets. I was like, oh, my God. Like, (laughs) that is epic. (laughs) Yeah, they were cool. Um, It's weird. Like, the way Shaner drew those those characters with, like, they're, like, they almost like bug-like arms and legs. And, like, it's static art. But like in my head, I'm like, oh, they're moving like a like a Ray Harryhausen old old movie, like with like the maquettes and models and stuff. I'm like, oh, this is yeah. creepy. I'm just imagining yeah. them like skittering. Like, I, I love yeah. when art art can give me a sense of uh, of of motion, even though the actual art isn't moving. Um, it, there's like a, a guttural feeling to it that I that I really enjoy. So. I love the the shot where they're riding them, and there's the one that Alana's on, and like it, both of the like the arms are like up in the air, and you get a sense for like how they move that they're not like legs. It's literally just like they have arms that are. It's it it's so nasty. Like it's. Ugh. I like how this this book about uh, political intrigue and families falling apart, and you know a guy pulling a gun, a laser gun on his wife, and what we're stuck on is owl people. <laughs> Those are the. Happy moments. Look, apparently. Uh, that's the uh, that's the dynamicism the, that you get from comic books. You know, <laughs> only yeah, in comics. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to say uh, the, the the praise that that Tyler gave the the art here that it it allows you to feel a sense of you know motion and 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 time. That's like the highest praise I feel like you can give, or at least among the highest of praise that you can give comic book art because that's not easy to do. And I think that. The whole issue feels like that. The yeah. conflict between Alana and Adam definitely has that same type of feel to it where I can visualize this entire argument happening. And you you really have to give it up because um, this feels real. It helps that Alana looks like a real person that we all know and can visualize in motion because sure. we've seen her move. But this feels like a thing you can see. You know, yeah. it's so cool. Yeah, yeah I, and I have I haven't been able to talk about this book on the show yet before, but like the, the juxtaposition between Miss Jared's and Doc Strainer is genius. Yeah. It's they're both so good in so many different ways, but they're so different. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really separates the book, but somehow works. It's yeah. like this weird, like peanut butter and chocolate situation going on where it's like, Oh, you got your, you got your Mitch Jared's in my, you know, Doc Shainer. Oh, this is great. You know? So <laughs> this, this was another example where like the color worked really, really well. Um, like just the first page where it's hot, it's like a tense situation. And then, uh, Adam gets slapped the next page with the panel. He's just like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like you feel the heat and then immediately cools down with the, the snow Then you're in the snow, you're mm. doing whatever. Mm. And then you're back, uh, on, like, it was like the fourth page where they're about to kiss, you know, it's like a, like a, a steamy moment. And then you're back into the heat of like this discussion, the uh, this is another place where like the colors do fabulous work just interconnecting everything on the on the art front um now that you 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 call that out marco too if you if you just look at at um at the uh the like the present day pages right Mm -hmm. like you go from the the heat that you just described right and then you go to the next time that they're talking and there's you start getting the injections of those cooler colors like there's the yeah. greens and the blues yep. and then the next next time all almost all the warmth is gone cuz like the argument is cooling off right and where there's the thing where he goes jesus give me that drink like in the, on that page it's all blues and it's like the yellows instead of the reds cuz you can see that things are like like the tenor of the conversations changing and like as it gets you know darker right when she calls him a coward like you can see that like it's starting to become like black gray like it's it's really impressive work here what is the really... text thread between these two how to having to kind of coordinate this together <laughs> like it's it's nuts that's and that's something that i really have loved about this book since the beginning is that this feels like craft this feels yeah. like several different creators working together to tell a whole story. This isn't as good without the artists. And I think that 
no disrespect to any other books, but like there are some books that you go, well, this could have been drawn by some other person and it'd be fine. You know, um, the art is not the showcase here. This feels like everyone working on this is required to make this book what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, and, I, and, and I also wanted to point out, and this is something that uh, I love when they, I love how they use the nine panel grid to do things like this yeah. and structure in, in general. So you can see like they're having this, you know, this big fight and they're using the nine panel grid for that. And then on the next page, you know, things are getting more chaotic. He's getting slapped. It breaks down to uh, five panels. And then on the next page, now we're on four panels and it breaks down even further until we get to just the one, the one panel, the one, you know, the big shot of him with the gun. Um, Like it fell apart. Whoa. Oh, okay. Never mind. I thought it went in the reverse then in the other way. And I was like, no, no, no. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, just masterful stuff. Mm-hmm. The the quick moments. Um, it reminded me of when we were reading um, X-Men and the that one issue where they're meeting the world leaders and it's a conversation. And like, in order yeah. to keep the conversation flowing really well, you have to use the nine panel because it's it's quick. You, you, you yeah. feel the movement and the tension in it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You look at like the last page. Um, or the uh, I guess the second to last page, uh, where where you have the nine that last nine panel grid, and it's the the two different styles being presented against each other, and it's like present day to past, and like you have it's uh um you know past present past present past present, and like the way that those checkerboard through until you get to like the 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 final reveal, it's just like like. It feels um, like you're watching, uh, like camera work, you know, mm-hmm. like how hard, how hard the cuts are, you know. It gives you that sense of of like something that feels very cinematic, you know. It's also not babying the reader either. It's like you guys can figure this out, right? Like especially yeah. with this this series in general, the first three issues were not. I don't want to say a slog, but it was it was a little little tricky understanding what the hell was going on. But, and I really like how there there is there's payoff, you know, like this is this is really gelling towards the end. And I think as a trade, this is going to be a fantastic book. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. So we didn't even really talk about what happens. Um, <laughs> man, Adam sucks. Yeah. Yeah. He's... I like how you can do that with this character, too. Like, yep. I'm not to say that there aren't Adam Strange fans out there. Um, they're probably long gone by now, but <laughs> hey, I like the book but, enough. I like him enough. Like this what? characterization of him? Oh well, it's different. <laughs> oh, okay. You just like the swashbuckling space hero kind of guy. Yeah, that's good shit. Buck, the Buck Rogers uh, DC knockoff. Yeah. Sure, sure. Um, but but yeah. like how he, he, he's that character, you can kind of just do whatever the hell you want with. Like he's he's recognizable enough where everyone's like, oh yeah, it's Adam Strange. But also like malleable enough where you can do something this drastic with the character and. That's a good choice. But, you know, my only thing with that is this is the Black Label book. So presumably it's not canon. Yeah. Which kind of sucks because it would be really cool if this mattered in that way. And by all accounts, it doesn't. They can Mm -hmm. make it if they want to, though, right? They can, but didn't he, like, didn't they blow up a city? You know, like they blew up Phoenix or something. Wasn't this also, though, like announced before? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) In the DC universe, right? Like they, like, fucking... Parallax destroyed Coast City, right? It's like a that. Marvel thing. It's a Marvel thing. <laughs> um, no, but like, isn't wasn't this announced before Black Label was announced? Like, like I feel like this wasn't always a Black Label book. Wasn't I it be wrong the, on that? Wasn't like one of the launch titles? I Maybe, thought it was. It might have been. I still don't understand the whole Black Label continuity thing. I don't think they even understand that. They it, kind of just it, pick and choose. It looks like issue number one was a Black Label book. Okay. Um, yeah, Adam sucks. He pulls out a gun on Alana, which is really that was wild. Um, that's a laser beam. <laughs> I bad. Uh, and he pays the ultimate price. My man dies. I mean, I'm glad it was him well, instead of her. Well, you don't know if he's dead, he's dead yet. Dead yet. Yeah, Fair hopefully, self righteous <laughs> jackass. <laughs> she was coming for him though, like yeah. verbally, physically, like she wasn't playing games at all. Yo, the the. The fucking page where he pulls the gun on her. It's like the second time he does it where he says, why can't you just fucking listen, please? And she goes, 
that's a nice laser gun you've got there. What do you what do you want to do with it? And she's fucking breathing smoke out of her nose like a yeah. fucking dragon. <laughs> so awesome. She's also just, it, she looks it's a black so label book. Can't they just say fucking in it? Like I was thinking it the entire time as oh. I'm reading it, I like filling in the words. I'm like, but they can say this. It's fine. Like we seen Batman's dick in a black label book. Why can't we <laughs> see like? A fuck word. Like I, I, I think if that had never happened the way it went down, uh, we would see things like that in Black Label. Probably. I think Black Label actually got ruined by that, but ruined by one single phallic object. The Battlewang. Singular dick. Yep. I do. I do like the the panel where uh, Adam uh, dodges that uh, that uh, cocktail, like George Bush dodging a shoe. That was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, I yeah. Love. The, go ahead, Marco. Sorry, the last piece. I I think I'm understanding what these quotes are. Um, so the, the this whole thing is like about like the the lengths to which you will go to protect and to do to go to extremes for your family or for the the people that you feel like are are close to you. And the people that you feel like are your family and you're connected with, and a lot of these quotes have been sort of reflections by these creators um, about either the difficulties of the industry, um, difficulties that they've had in general, and this one in particular. And I think the first one was like "comics will break your heart" or something. Um, this one in particular was talking about how you have to make sacrifices for the art, the same way that during the entirety of this book adam's been making sacrifices and pays continues to pay prices for these things and that's what al felting says here in in this blurb um so i'm i'm wondering and i want to go back just to read this this text to see like if that's a continuous theme about like going to these extremes for the craft and if he's trying to weave that sort of narrative of like to make a a comic you have to suffer through the artistic process um and some of these creators go through through that um that's like the working theory at least i don't know if it jives but man um you said a you said a mouthful and i think i got what you were putting down i'm fascinated (laughs) to see if you go back and retroactively find out that you were correct um, I don't like to, you know, create bits during the show, but I want to just throw out there that I think it would be really cool if you did a retrospective on this series when it's over and dove into all that. Can we do a Heroes in Crisis I'm... one at the same time? Or... <laughs> in tandem. I'm waiting for your essay, Marco. I'll, I'd like it on my desk by Monday, please. No, I'm sorry. Monday after the last issue. Can't be. No, we're not done yet. <laughs> but what is done is Beta Ray Bill. Uh, this is the fifth and final issue. It's my man, yo. Nice. Not only do you have the shirt, you got the but you've got. The I love Beta Ray Bill, man. That's yeah. awesome. Yo, I do too now. Beta Ray Bill fucking rules. Yeah, yeah, it's great. He's just a horse with a hammer or a sword now. So, yeah. Daniel Warren Johnson did it all almost on this series, writer and artist, teaming up with Mike Spicer, a regular collaborator. Uh, on colors and Joe Sabino teaming up with Johnson on letters for this finale. Uh, boy, was this, this was, this was a romp. This was very cool. Um, what a hot finish. I, yep. I love this comic book. This was a, I love it so much. Fantastic. It's so book. good. <laughs> I think it ended on such a goddamn high note. This dude's just like, hitting home runs and everything he does and like people are just letting him do his thing which it, it works uh, wonder woman dead earth uh murder falcon uh and then this it's like three different publishers are like hey you do good shit have fun go crazy bro do your thing yeah i and mean he's killing it i i think uh we talked about this i think during issue one but i, I it's something that's definitely come up you know it i think it's a similar benefit to what you talked about with adam strange where it's like Beta Ray Bill is a character that, like, is definitely not without fans or fanfare, but, like, he's a D-lister, right? Like, he's not a marquee character. So I feel like having, you know, somebody like a Daniel Warren Johnson who's got such a, like, fresh voice who, like, 
has an idea for it, like, yeah, whatever, right? What the fuck? He's collecting dust. What else has Beta Ray yep. Bill been in lately, right? Mm-hmm. And now instead, this was one of the fucking hottest books of the year, right? Like, I mean, put faith in somebody with that kind of talent. <laughs> this is what you get, right? <laughs> I know I know. We t- I talked about previously uh, uh, motion and art. Like, this guy's a pro at it. Yep. Everything Dude, about like, it. Everything is fight, moving. That fist fight that they get into that's a wrestling that match. wrestling match. Yeah, yeah. straight yeah. up. He literally. Only, yeah, like there are there are part parts of that fight that we're taking out of a match I've seen. It's Shingo Tagaki versus uh, Katsuhiro Okada, which happened at like Dominion this year, like earlier this year. I love that you could place it. <laughs> oh, dude, I'm reading. I'm like, yo, he's that was a fucking rainmaker. He maintained wrist control. Like, like, like I'm seeing it. And then, and then he hits him with the last dragon through a spike. And I'm like, yo, yeah. and that's, that's who won the match. Like when, when he did that, I, the first thing I thought was, I was like, I really hope that Tyler or Sean can tell me what this wrestling move is called because this is clearly a wrestling Oh, it's, it's the last dragon. Yeah. It's Takaki's fin- finisher. I had to like, I was like pouring over and I'm like, I know this, I know this, I know this. What is this? Um, no, I've talked to, uh, Danny Warren Johnson at near comic-con back when the world was normal about wrestling and he's like yeah i want to try and put in as much stuff as i can you know and then like seeing him do this or this literal beat for beat moments from probably one of the best wrestling matches of the year uh this past year in a marvel comic book with a fight between beta ray bill and surter i'm like what kind of world of my living room where this is happening? This is great. I love it. And like the way that it's fucking presented too, it's like 50% wrestling match, 50% anime fight. Like yep. it's so yeah. fucking yep. good. <laughs> Can we talk about the, the, the effects there though? When, when beta Ray grabs his wrist, it says clutch. When he starts <laughs> to apply the move, it says grapple. When he lifts him, it says hoist. When he jumps, it says jump. Like that's so amazing. <laughs> it's so. Are good. those the the inputs you put in when you're playing like WWE 2K20 or something like that? Yes. Or? <laughs> I like uh, uh, the one where um where Pip, you know, gets uh, like gutted, and it just says pluck it. It's like yeah. oh, so gross. Like yeah, I'm a, I'm a sucker for good good sound effects. And and, and the the bomb where it just says teleport. <laughs> like it's so fucking good. I love like how in the p- art that stuff is. You know, yeah. like I love that it's a fifty-fifty with the lettering. Uh, it just makes it so, so much more dynamic. You know, it's just energy. That's all it is. Is high octane energy. <laughs> and I love I Mike Spicer's coloring. Oh, amazing! Like it, he also did Myrtle Fa- Murder Falcon, and like it's a similar kind of feeling, but the coloring is different on it they're, they're, like especially throughout this issue there are some like r- weird choices that i think work like there's like neon purples and neon yep. blues that kind of just come out of nowhere but it like helps you really focus in on the action that's in you know like the bright reds and the dark browns and stuff like that so it, it kind of it both draws your eyes to that weird color choice but then also draws them to the what you should be actually reading and looking at in the book so i'm glad you brought that up because my favorite moment of the issue um and it's like it's a small moment, but I think that's why it's my favorite is when uh, it's when um, Scuttlebutt <laughs> hands him uh, heads uh, Scourge the gun. Yeah, I'm looking at the same panel. The, right now. It's yep. just the little pink circle inlet and he mm-hmm. just has the single tear going down his face yep. as he like leans out to grab it. <laughs> and it's it's so it's like I think it's the only time that pink is used in like the whole issue yeah. you know yeah. <laughs> and it's so dynamic against that the rest of that page it just pops so i just beat god of war and <laughs> right now we're doing a show sean <laughs> that's how good uh, he is <laughs> you know, they're it's on just... in this comic book and you go you can go there in that game and Surtur's not there so when I picked this up and I was like, oh, shit, they're about to fight. I was like, oh, man, I wish that was me playing as Kratos or in this case playing as Beta Ray Bill fighting Surtur so I could get what I wanted in the game. But I didn't like this was so awesome to read. And I don't know why the hell Surtur would would lower himself to want to fight Beta Ray Bill at his size. Screw that. I can tell you why. Surter, big New Japan Pro Wrestling fan. <laughs> <laughs> Notoriously, yes. Yeah, yeah. Big chaos Entirely. guy, I think. Yeah. Yes. Um, 
But you know what? It took it took all of uh, Beta Ray Bill's crew to stop him. So at least that there's that. I do feel like, to use a wrestling term, they buried the guy a little bit. But uh, you know he is the villain, so you gotta you, know, you had to lose. Um, it was so cool to watch that fight. I, I will say, um, I do feel like this issue was missing some of the emotional resonance that prior ones had. Mm. And I think it ends a little bit abruptly. Mm, um, yeah. I thought that there would be a little more with Scuttlebutt and Beta. We didn't really get that. Um, I think it needed to be a few more pages. Yeah, I mean, I, I would have loved if this was a double long. Because um, I don't want to lose any of the pages that we got. But I would, yeah, I, I think we could have used a little bit more cooldown time. Got like the ultra mega treatment. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but but I will say, um, it does end super abruptly. But the fact that it ends the way it does, um, very very much, I think ties into the emotional core of this book mm-hmm. that like yep. grabbed me early on, which was that like Beta Ray Bill is really a tragic figure, and the fact that like. It's like specifically, right? Like you, you know, he's there. Pip wakes up and and he says the thing. You're whole again. He's like, you're right, Pip. I couldn't be happier. Just like holy shit. Him yeah. Then he sees his hideous him. version in his reflection. So yeah. it's like, even though he's got what he wants, it, it he's still it's internal. Still yeah. There. Yeah. Right. It's like it's it's you know it's him. It's him that's the problem. And Ooh. yeah, I don't know. It just it, he may it makes him a character that I just I really empathize with and i want to i want to root for i want to see him you know find something that makes him feel whole and you know like getting to the end of this i'm like jesus christ i could read i could read a hundred more of these like <laughs> get make this a monthly book yesterday like <laughs> this fucking book is so good yeah um i i hope that daniel warren johnson continues to do stuff with marvel I, I i'm really curious as to what more they have they have to say within this universe um but i get the feeling that he likes the ability to kind of be a freelancer like a free yeah. agent and just you know tell stories wherever he feels like it so uh, this is my first exposure to him on a on a big you know in a real way like i've seen his art but this is my first time like following one of their one of his stories to completion Same. And I absolutely want to do this again and again and again. Yeah, I, I'm I really go, recommend I'm go read Murder Falcon. Falcon. Now yeah, that, oh, yep. yeah, so good. I'm in. Wait, wait, Pete, have you not read Murder Falcon? Nope. This is my Dude. first. This is my first one too. Read that. Yep. Read that. It, it's what he like the little nods that he has like for wrestling in this. Um, it's that for like metal music and Murder Falcon, but not even just like metal. It's just music in general. Uh, it, it's great. It's I was it's real say, fun. Wow, yeah. it's like that. It really just pushing all sean's buttons huh oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah dude yeah he's told me about ideas he has for like indie books before and like um some of the ideas he told me i'm not gonna say them because like, obviously i don't know if he's pitched them anywhere but like they're fun ideas what are you um, personal friends no but like i literally like i don't i'm not a big talker at conventions with artists and stuff but like this dude was just so warm and like um infectious and not the kind of infectious that New York Comic Con will be later this year, um, <laughs> but but like his enthusiasm was infectious. Um, and like I'm kind of like a an impersonal dick at conventions. Um, so but like being able to like actually talk to someone and and do something. And yeah, I, I got a sketch from him too and everything. So like, oh um, really? Doctor Doom. I got Doctor oh, Doom. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. Oh, that's right. Yes. Okay. Damn, he's, he's, a, a, he's a nice guy. I really want to get. I will literally follow his work anywhere. Yeah. This was my book of the week. Yeah. yeah. Oh, fucking yeah. Is that why it was the last book? Week. You want to end on a, on a high note? Okay. Uh, well, I mean, frankly. Um, it worked out. It worked out, yeah. right? But uh, yeah, no, this this was incredible. I'm, I'm not bummed to see it go. I will say that. I love the fact that this story was what it needed to be. It seems like Daniel Warren Johnson got the time he needed to tell his story. And I'm, I'm happy that it resolved and it resolved well. Um, it's great. Tremendous. Yeah, uh, I think I think if any like I'm I agree with you. I I'm I'm glad that he got to tell the story he wanted to tell here, but I definitely do feel like I'm I I'm I am sad that we won't pull it again, you know? Um but 
He's got plenty of other work for me to go check out. Lord knows when you'll when you'll pick up another Beta Ray Bill book again. So. <laughs> I mean, if it doesn't have uh, Danny Warren Johnson attached, probably not. I don't think it'll even come out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, we hope that you guys enjoyed this review as much as we enjoyed the book. Uh, let us know if there are books that you want us to be pulling that we're not uh, because we're open to it. Uh, we love doing these reviews for you guys. So uh, while you're thinking about us, make sure that you follow us, uh, leave a like on the video, subscribe to the channel for free, uh, hit the notification bell, all that good stuff. If you want to write to us, do so at the comics, gmail.com. But a lot of you like to leave comments on the YouTube videos themselves. If you do that, you've got to listen to the main show every single Monday, because that's where we respond to all the comments that you guys drop for us. We really appreciate them. Keep them coming. Also, thank you for getting us to 400 subscribers. We are so, so grateful and thankful for that. Thank you. Really appreciate it. Keep the support up. It means the world to us. Until next week, take care, guys. See you next week.